5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1. We have ignition. Strap in.
which game, who's it bigger for, the Auburn Tigers or the or, or Sumlin? It's now Zion. I mean, the loser of this game, to me, Jonathan, and we're previewing it before the preview, I think this is an elimination game in the SEC West, and it could be a first indicator of who's going to lose their job come the end of the season because I could see the season going downhill for the loser of this game. I agree. I definitely think that this is a game that um... – has the potential to eliminate the loser of it from uh, obviously the division stand division running, and then also I mean if someone loses this game, you know his seat gets very warm, especially since the buyout's a lot uh, more uh, easier to swallow this year. And you know if it's Auburn, Auburn the the, mm. the boosters and everybody has to just start going again. Come on, man, you know it's it, it, that yeah, it's just. Very, very tough game. Auburn hadn't won a home SEC game since Reagan was in office. So it's got to change, you know. <laughs> it's it's, it's got to change here in the here at the jungle on Saturday night. That's a game we're going to preview in a few minutes. And, well, tonight, Thursday night football in the NFL, I hate these games. Buffalo's home against the Jets. Jets are going to win. Let's just throw that out there, I think. But, when is it time to do away with Thursday night football? Just throw that out there. I want to talk about it just for a second. But you see some bad football. Now, Carolina-Denver was a little different since that's the first week, first game of the year. But now these teams just played Sunday, Jonathan. They just played Sunday. To play tonight, that's just asking way too much of any team, college or NFL. I agree. I think the only way they should do Thursday games is if teams had a bye week before. So if you're telling me the Jets and the Bills are going to play on a Thursday night and they were off the week before, fine. They had extra time to get ready for this game. It's not a short week, and they're going to have an extended time before their next game. But with them having these quick turnarounds, coaches aren't getting enough time really to do any practice. I think they only get one day of pads, really, because Monday's a recovery day. Wednesday's your travel day, so Tuesday's your day of practice. I, I mean, that that that's a lot to ask of anybody. You know, Florida State, you know, Jimbo Fisher got some slack for talking about how it was a short turnaround last week, playing on Monday and then playing on Saturday. And you'll hear coaches talk about it in college the Saturday to Thursday. And the NFL, I think it affects more because it's a it's harder hitting. It's a, it's a lot faster, and the guy, you know, guys' bodies. You know, let's face it, you know, after the age of 30, you start to break down a little more and you need a little more time off. Uh, so I think the NFL, as much as they like doing it because of all the exposure, especially now with Twitter streaming the games, I do think they need to dial it back. This is bad football, and I don't care what team you see. I don't care if it's Carolina, uh, Green Bay. It's some bad football on Thursday night being played. And it's, it's you see a lot of penalties. You see a lot of mistakes. You just see laziness. And it's not that they want to be. It's just your body can only take so much. So maybe even a Friday night game or something. And I know people are out on Friday. But, I mean, that's easier. But Sunday to Thursday, like you said, that gives one day of practice and you're still trying to heal up. There's a big difference between Sunday and Thursday and Sunday to Sunday. There's a big difference. And you can see it. Just watch the game tonight and you'll see it. It may not be as pathetic, but there are two pathetic teams playing. But um, it may not be as bad since these guys aren't too beat up. Both of them lost, if I'm not mistaken. The Jets lost to Cincinnati. 
And Buffalo lost. Uh, who did they lose to? Baltimore. Okay, Baltimore. Both out of 0-1. And this is, you know, one of these teams are going to be 0-2 after tonight. And with Tom Brady being out, and they beat Arizona in that rigged football game we saw on Sunday night, that, that, that even proves my theory even more about these night games where there's only one. Those are rigged, Jonathan. No way New England beats Arizona and Arizona with this quarterback and, and Gronkowski missing. I'm sorry. I'm calling it right now. I mean, how did New England beat Arizona? You know, I'm with you on that. This is a conversation that I had uh, with um, my uncle where we were we're talking uh, Monday. I asked him how this weekend go, and he proceeds to tell me about this game and how it kind of ruined his weekend. And it's sad. (laughs) We, we, We both said to each other, we go, you know, when he lined up for that kick, I knew he was going to miss it. And that's just the reality that, you know, both of us, we, 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 we agreed. It was As soon as uh, Chandler uh, lined up for that kick, I knew he was going to miss it. Uh, once they got within field goal range, and this is a guy who has struggled with 45-plus yard field goals, and they got within field goal range, they, they really pulled back their play calling. And my, my looking at it was, Keep going at him. A touchdown's better than a field goal. You're not doing a good job at killing clock like you want to do. You're, you know, the Patriots are like, time out, we're going to save time. But, you know, it was one of those things where I'm looking at it going, the Cardinals should have just kept going. You go down there, you, you stay conservative, but you try to score a touchdown. Fitzgerald was eating that defense alive. And I came away thinking that looked fixed. I honestly did. I, I came away looking at that game going, that looked fixed. Well, two of the best, two of the teams – the best teams in football last year, me, Arizona, and Carolina, lose on field goals at the end of the game. Remember Carolina missed that field goal? Remember? Uh, Thursday oh, yeah. night, isolated game. Isolated game. Everybody's betting on it. It kind of gets your week off to a crappy week, and then you end it Sunday night with that kind of fixed garbage. And I'm telling you guys, New England's a good football team, but they're not capable of going into Arizona and beating them. I'm telling you, there's something so fishy with this. It's, it stinks. I mean, it's just – and people don't understand it. They say, no, you're just saying that because you lost. Well, yeah, I mean, that too. But, I mean, but I'm just telling you, I would say it before. That's why I got it down to three and a half is because – it just the uh, eight and nine. I knew something was wrong, but oh man! After I watched the first quarter, I knew it was over. I knew it was over, and then they missed a kick. Don't want to get too too far off with that game, but there's no way New England is better than Arizona. I'm sorry, without Gronkowski and Brady, what happens? What happens after week four if the Patriots are four and zero, Jonathan? And I don't think they will be. But they they may go two and two. Um, We'll find out. If they do go 2-2, two and two, we know that game was fixed, that Sunday night game, because that was the one game that we talked about. That was the one we knew we're not going to win, right? That's the one that was a given. You're going to lose that anyway. We talked about the show. Gronkowski wasn't going to play. I think I said something about no need to waste him in a game, a hard-hitting game. They're going to lose anyway. But they come and dominate it. Uh, no, tell me that, that New England's better on the road than Arizona. That's, that's crazy. 
Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know the the thing with the um, with the Patriots is though is the way they're that much better than a lot of teams, um, and the way that honestly I expect their season to go. This is a team that could be four and zero after the stretch. You know they could easily be two and two, uh, of course. But Garoppolo did well. I mean he looked a lot better than I anticipated. He had the one. A bad overthrow, and then he just settled into a groove. Uh, so I, I think um, you know the Patriots. I mean, they did a good job of uh, making sure they had a, a competent backup and a quarterback of the future for whatever Tom Brady decides to retire if he ever retires. Um, well, I, I mean, it, that, that, that game. Gonna Brady's going to get traded. You watch and see after this year. Well, it's funny because people are saying either people are saying Garoppolo is going to get traded. I'm 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 one to say look at the way the Patriots have done business in the past. If anybody gets dealt, it's Brady. So I mean that's I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying if the if there has to be a decision between the two, the Patriots will look to move Brady. Just looking off their history with Ty Law, Lauren Malloy, Richard Seymour, and guys like that who are we all thought were integral to the team and would never. Be, uh, would never have to be traded out or cut, and that's exactly what happened. Let's bring in the couch potato and see what he thinks. Sonny, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing wonderful for a Thursday night, as I, I'm, I'm glad you're on air because this, this should be a good one tonight for you guys. It is, and, and am I crazy to think that, that after this year, Belichick says, thanks, Brady, for all you've done, and, and he goes to a team like Dallas or someone like that and finishes out his career because if this quarterback is as good as he was on Sunday night, I mean, are you going to keep a 40-year-old and trade away your your franchise, really, and your future? Because yes. I don't think – Patriots are low, man. They're cold. They will cut you in a heartbeat. They don't care who you are. They'll get rid of you. And uh, so I think they're going to get rid of Brady. There's only one person on that roster that's untouchable. Only one. Gronkowski. And that is, well, no, I think Gronk can be served. I, I think he could, I mean, if he pisses Belichick off enough, I mean, he hasn't been there. He hasn't had the tenure that Tom Brady has. And listen, Tom Brady will go when he's ready to go. And I think this is more of understanding with management as well as Bill Belichick. Listen, we're talking, if you remember the last time the Patriots were in the Super Bowl before Tom Brady showed up, it was against the Chicago Bears, and the Bears just demolished them. And that was before Tom Kraft. That no, was before Tom Kraft. No, no. That was, that was no, 95 when they, played, when they lost to Brett Favre with Drew Bledsoe. Okay. They okay, so they they had one, so they lost to that one too, right? Yeah, that was the Desmond Howard kickoff return game when, De- when got Desmond it. got okay. the MVP. Yeah, I did forget about that one, but there's case in point: two losses in Super Bowls. Just made my point even bigger. Thank you, I appreciate that. You bring in Tom Brady, and and Bill Belichick was there, been there since 2000. They've got all these rings now. Okay, you can say whatever you want about. Bill Belichick and the fact that he hates every single person on that roster except one person. And that's, and that is Tom Brady. Tom Brady can play until he's 43. Okay. And he's not even 40 yet. If he is, he's 40 now. 
That having been said, it, Tom Brady, first of all, don't have anything to prove. I would have retired a couple of years back, but he has made it made a statement that he does not want to retire. So you know, now you've got a situation with Garoppolo. Okay, he Tom Brady will be a Patriot. His whole career, he ain't gonna play anywhere else. And I was watching Colin Kaepernick or um, uh, Colin Cowherd about where he's got ten teams that he could go to. He ain't going to any of them. He's gonna stay right there in New England because the only person that gets a pass on that football team is Tom Brady. The other guy that might get a pass is Patrick Chung. He's the next tenured long person that's been on that team, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're long tenured and loved, you're not going anywhere with Bill Belichick. Okay, Bill Belichick hates everybody. Bill Belichick came up to, and I'm going to tell you, I didn't have the recording, but I'm going to tell you what happened in that locker room. Bill Belichick came up to everybody and said, "Guys, we're going to lose this game, and that's all good. We'll figure out the rest of it." Jimmy's, not, and he even said it in front of the whole whole locker room. Jimmy's not good enough for us to get this victory here tonight. It's a master motivation that comes from only one person with the worst disposition in the NFL history, which would be which would be Bill Belichick. But that's how this guy motivates. He makes you want to be better. He makes you want them to eat want him to eat his words a little. Again, and, and, and that's no no rig. You guys, listen, this is a kicking it's, it's two games. Like you said, Carolina and this one came down to the kicking game. I'm telling you right now, uh, it, it, what looks to be a good snap is not always a good snap. And second of all, the nerves of the care. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, the nerves of that, that Cardinal kicker, Listen, he, he he knew he was up against. He knew he was up that's against Bill Belichick, and that's yet that's You're also another g- genius of what. Yeah, he's a pro, but he's also a pro that bowed to the pressure of playing against the team, which is going to be in the Super Bowl. By the way, I, I've already called them the Super Bowl winners. They're done. Okay. Everybody else is just playing for second, and so. That having been said, the kicker bowed to the pressure. Same thing with Carolina. Your Carolina kicker bowed to the pressure because he's made that kick before too. That game was rigged as hell too. That's why. (laughs) First of all, New England, I don't think a 40-year treaty this time would be the Cam. Super Bowl. I don't see it, but I, I see New England losing a couple of games here in the next couple to show you how how rigged that game was. Miami beats them. You'll say, oh my God, Tarvin was right. The Jets beat them or somebody. But I don't think the Patriots will hold anybody, Jonathan. Go ahead and cook on this while I eat my burger. Yeah, I mean. Before the season, I thought the Patriots would go uh, sober between 11 and 5 and 12 and 4. Uh, I kind of had them hard line. I figured they would lose to Arizona. Uh, they would probably struggle with a couple other non-conference games. They usually lose that Buffalo teams. It seems like that, where it's just there's a pattern of them just walking in and going, "Okay, well we're here, but we don't really care." Uh, and the Patriots are obviously an extremely talented team. It's a team that I, I no doubt about it. I think can go far this year. Uh, but that game just. And they didn't come off as they out 
played the Cardinals all that much. Obviously, there were certain things that uh, happened in the they game that swung momentum. How about like the Blunt? How about, how about, Blunt had how a great run. Hit? How about that late hit? How about that late hit? A 15-yard penalty had been four down. They call a late hit. They pushed this little candy ass in the back. Now they decide to call a flag when Cam, when Cam Newton gets torn up on the field and extends the drive. That game rigged. I know it when everybody out there knows it. I mean, if I look at the Carolina-Denver game, I, I think we all kind of anticipated that being a tighter contest um, unless, obviously, you know, Carolina's uh, offense, I mean, defense just scored some points of their own. Because we knew what Denver's defense would do. We know what they can do. And they kind of did what we thought they'd do. What we didn't anticipate was Carolina's defense having some malfunctions. Uh, I dropped uh, – what, what, what did they call it? The the Peyton Manning's way of throwing dropped interceptions. You hit a defender in the hand, and he and it, somehow he cannot reel it in. Simeon had a couple of those. You know, Carolina's defense in the second half of that game clearly struggled. Uh, Carolina should have won that game. I'm still kind of – the Florida State kicker missed wide left. Um, but, I mean, that, that, that is what it is. I, I think, you know, looking at it, though, the two biggest games of the weekend between, you know, obviously Arizona and New England was going to be a huge game. We all knew that. And you had Carolina and Denver, which is three-match Super Bowl. It's going to be a huge game. And they both came down to missed field goals. And that, that has got to be a coincidence that a lot of people did not see coming. It's rigged. I'm telling you. I mean, you may not see it, but there's no way there's no way Denver wins eight games this year. There's no way Denver wins eight. I guarantee you, the Patriots aren't going to be four and zero when Brady comes back. They'll be two and two. No, they're going to be four and zero. Who's going to beat them? The only team that really has You'll a see. shot is the Jets, right? It's the Jets in week three, if I'm not mistaken. I really think that's. I mean, come on, who they got this week? Who are they playing? Uh, they're going to beat the snot out of Miami this week. Yeah, Miami. They're going to kill Miami, and then they got the Jets the next week. They, I, I don't even think they lose that because listen, the Jets, the Jets are going to lose tonight. I'm telling you that right now. I, 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 the Jets are going to lose tonight because they are a football team that can't get the job yep. done, and and they they dropped the ball last week just as much as the Bills. And, and don't forget about who's on that coaching staff for, uh, for the Bills. It's not just Rex Ryan. There's also Ed Reed on that on the coaching staff of that football team. Defensively, this is going to be a tough game for the Jets to get any production. Uh, from the offensive side of the ball. And who's quarterbacking that football team over there? Let me tell you something. He, he, I, the, the caveman, oh, no, mark that. I think he shaved his beard. Fitzpatrick shaved his beard. He's got three, he, he should have a big game. The problem is, is is that they got a defense out there that can stop a mediocre quarterback. And, yeah, I said it because Fitzgerald is mediocre at best. That's just the best that was available, and that was mediocre. Hey, Sonny. Sonny, make a, make a deal with me, okay? If yeah. Miami beats New England this weekend, and they are, Miami will beat New England in Foxborough Sunday. You call my show Sunday night, and you say, Brian, you were right. That, that Sunday night game was rigged bigger than crap. Well, I won't say he's rigged. I'll say that you're right on the game because this is the NFL. No. And teams lose, but I won't say it was rigged. Listen, the, listen, the, the – 
The Patriots didn't need any didn't listen, you thought he was gonna lose. Most of the country thought that the Patriots were gonna lose this football game. And like I, I go back to the coach. The coach is one that motivated him into that game. The reason why they won that game had nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, it had nothing to do with the Arizona Cardinals. It had to do with the mastermind of motivation that is Bill Belichick. And and I'll go and I'll say it. I said it on my show. I'll say it again. They need to rename the Super Bowl trophy after Bill Belichick uh, is, retires to the Belichick uh, 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 the Belichick well, award. I'm gonna tell you, Tony. It was an isolated game. It was an isolated night game, just like Carolina Denver. You have the final four teams from last year's AFC and NFC championships playing each other. And like Jonathan said, they're missed by a fishy field goal. And pros, pros don't miss field goals for the most part. And I'm telling you, both of those games were rigged. And it was a Sunday night game. Had the Carolina Denver game been a 3 o'clock game, they wouldn't have been close. But because it was one game that night, the only game, that's, <coughs> excuse me, that's how they rate. They rack up big time, Jonathan. I'm telling you, it's not a coincidence. If you had common sense, you'd have bet. Another night. If you had common sense, you'd have Denver. It's just obvious, man. I'm telling you, it's just getting too obvious. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, at this point, I think we're just beating a dead horse. It is what it is. Uh, you know, there, there's always the thing with the Patriots where they're, um, people think the Patriots throw games uh, because their lines always seem to be so high and they're getting beat and they'll come back and they'll cover by a point or they won't cover by a point. And it's like, well, obviously they're point shaving. And you're like, well, no, I mean, Lions for the Patriots overinflated by Vegas because everybody, every Patriot fan bets them. Uh, so, you know, I, I think uh, what we saw was uh, four teams that I honestly believe are all going to have winning records. I think three of them are going to be in the playoffs. Uh, and I, I honestly, I think only one of those teams is going to make the conference championship game. Um so it's it's definitely going to be uh, fun to to watch the rest of the season progress and hopefully and, you know from what the opening week in, of uh, the NFL showed us and from the first two weeks of college football I hope this isn't setting up a precedent for poor kickers I mean we have seen some just dubious missed kicks time and time again um, whether they're missed or blocked never put the game in the kicker's hands let's start start with week one here, or excuse me, game one. Carolina's at home, Sonny, 13 and a half over San Fran. I know San Fran won 28 to nothing Monday night, uh, but I think they're going to get blown out. That's just going to blow by Carolina. It's a bloodbath. I mean, yeah. look at, and listen, listen to what this is, okay? First of all, Carolina plays their first game on Thursday night, Okay. Now they get a game on Sunday. Look at the team that they played, the 49ers, played on Monday, and they got to go cross country. This this, this is going to get – oh, God. It, 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 it's going to be unwatchable. Unless you like to watch – unless you like to watch Cam Newton do the Superman. Oh, I do. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I do. I think this is going to get ugly. I think it is going to be a blowout. Uh, Carolina's going to come and piss like we haven't seen them in a while. Uh, they're going to take on a lot of frustrations. I mean, it's 
Cam Newton and the offensive weapons. You know, and he, you know, San Francisco obviously could was able to handle St. Louis because they didn't throw the ball down the field. Well, Cam's just going to throw it up to Kelvin. Kelvin's going to have a field day. Um, and I think Blaine Gabbert throws multiple interceptions. Well, I need to say one thing, and I mean, we talked about it like people on this show need to hear too. Jeff Fisher gets shut out. First game as a Rams coach against a sorry 49ers team, Sonny. How does he still have a job today? Listen, didn't we talk about this on my show, Tarvin? We talked about how this guy, it, you know, how how is he still coaching? It, the last time he's been to the playoffs has been forever. We we bashed this guy, and I'm telling you, I don't know why for for two seconds that I thought that they could win this football game. I did. I picked L.A. Um, I, I don't know why for two seconds I thought that they would win this game. And, and it, this comes to You realize that? Fisher's going to get an extension this week? I, I, I don't, how is that? I mean, it really. It, Unreal. Where's the, where's the, who's reporting that? Dude. That was you, all you over the media the today. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that too. That's pathetic. Yeah, true. He's using golf. He's not. He's not playing golf this year. And tell me what you think. I heard Colin Coward. Somebody called Colin Coward and said this, and I totally agreed with it. That he's he's not letting this guy play because he's the upper management there. That hey, you know, we'll be there once this quarterback gets ready. Give me another year, so he's gonna get the extension, get some more money. While this team, I mean, this team got beat twenty-eight to nothing by a team that's going to finish dead last in their division, probably, maybe. No, excuse me. Let, me. let me correct that. The Rams will finish dead last in this division. But they got beat 28 to nothing. They didn't lose 28 to 24, something. They didn't lose in a competitive game. Their best player, one of them, hits an official getting out of the game. Fisher is a joke. I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks, you realize it's, he's a joke. Well, he hasn't done enough for me in order to keep him as my head coach. All you got to do is look at the history and forget about history. How about just the history with the football team he coaches right now? When was the last time? He's been there, what, how many years? Seven years? Something like that? Something something ridiculous. They haven't even made the playoffs. I mean, sooner or later, listen, even over (laughs) in Cincinnati, Ray Lewis would have been fired for not making the freaking playoffs. I mean, it, I don't know what Fisher what Fisher's got a hold of as far as the, you know the the leverage that he has to, in order to keep that job in St. Louis. But if he gets a contract extension, I'm going to tell you right now, this is it's going to get worse next year, and he will get fired. I'm going to tell you right now, this team is not capable of winning more than three games with Jeff Fisher as the head coach of this football game. And I'm giving it away because that that was going to be the way I started Sunday show off. There's guys that need to be fired, and I do this after week one of every season, (laughs) and Jeff Fisher was the guy that needs to be fired. And they're talking contract extension. I don't want to throw away. Well, Sonny. Here's what he does. He, he every year is about a three game top in and and he'll beat Seattle, he'll beat Arizona or something, and then you know he, he it seems like they finish strong. In the right, it seems like he's he's always on the borderline. Really, that team's got a great defense, and now it obviously doesn't. 
But, I mean, first thing that's bad, who's developing him? I know you're going to think you talk about him, but he hasn't done anything with the quarterbacks, in my opinion. 28 to nothing to San Francisco. Chip Kelly's a good The only thing in that game was a guy running on the field. We got arrested by the cops. That was the only yeah. entertainment I Kevin Harlan with a great call on that. But let me say this about that defense. They gave up 14 points in the first half. And and they came out after halftime. They were on fire. San Francisco had like negative nine yards uh, and late in the third quarter. Um, and then St. Louis was in position to score, and the offense turned it over. And I saw it immediately, and I and I called it right there. I said that defense quit. The defense for the Rams is going to quit, and they laid down. They did. They quit. And that's exactly what happened because they knew no matter what they could do, this offense wasn't going to do anything. Uh, I don't, honestly, Chris Winkie, I don't think really cares for Jared Goff. I know on the cameras he's all nice and says, oh, this and that. But I could tell by his body language and the way he talked to him that he's not a huge Goff kid, guy right now. Well, well tell Goff's me this, having guy, a hard look, time taking up the terminology. Was one. He was the number one guy, right? But you see Wentz, he comes in and gets a W. You see Prescott drafted, what, in the fifth round? He comes in and makes a game. I mean, He's competing, Sonny. Why is this number one player can't even have a jersey on on the sideline? If he's that good, it's either they missed it or they can't coach him. One of the two. I think they they missed him because we talked about this on your show, Sonny, my show, that there's better quarterbacks out there besides those two. And they, they risked the farm on this, and they got this kid. And he's tough. He can even hold the snap. And that's not going to change in the year, Sonny. That's going to be the same thing because of what team he's on. It's a defensive-minded coach in uh, an offensive-minded scheme. not going to happen. They don't go together that well. You, you see what I'm saying, Sonny? And he's never going to be a great quarterback at in, in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Well, I want to tell you, Tarvin, I think that this this is the dumbest move, and this is the reason why I'm going to say Jeff Fisher should have been fired. Okay? The simple fact of the matter is, I don't really care how bad Goff is. Okay? He has to be your starting quarterback if you move your damn franchise from St. Louis, and he's the godsend. This guy's got to be not just in uniform. He's got to start for your football team. I, and the fact that he well, didn't it, it, is, is, the, is the problem with coaching. And, and I don't know what, what it is. You know, Peyton Manning, you know, if you want to, it's a, it's a tough comparison. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it. Peyton Manning went 1-15 and 15 in his first year as a, head, as a quarterback. All right, when you got this guy and you, you give up the farm form too, by the way, you gotta start this guy, regardless how horrible he's been in practice. You gotta, you gotta start the guy, no matter how bad he was in preseason. Now, granted, you get a lot from those, but this is a rookie quarterback that has gotta learn on the fly, and he's in L.A. So you gotta get this guy, regardless the opportunity to get the speed of this game underneath his belt, because it's only gonna get faster in the next three weeks. So well, now he's already a week on. behind the eight ball. Oh, hold on, let me let me double advocate this. Yes, Troy Aikman and Peyton Manning turned out to be great quarterbacks, and they got their skulls beat in their rookie years. No doubt right. about it. Steve Absolutely. Young sat on the bench. 
Steve Young, um, Carson Palmer, who has I'm not calling him great, but he had a he's had a good career, no doubt about yeah, but, it. Yeah, um, but Aaron yeah, Rodgers. But they had great quarterbacks ahead of them, though. There's nobody in Los Angeles. There's nobody. Well, yeah, okay, Carson Paul uh, Carson Palmer sat behind John Kitna. I mean, come on, you know. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know I mean, I mean, come on. So, you know, I think looking at yeah, this, you have one. to figure out which way is better for, and what they think would be better for golf is for him to essentially. So they're going to do what the Bucks did with Josh Freeman. They're going to redshirt him for like the first six, seven games, and then bring him in mid-season. Freeman responded really well to that. It gave him time to catch up to the playbook, to actually watch the game and develop. Uh, through, through practice and things like that. Because here's the thing. What I saw from that offensive line on Monday night is what you saw when David Carr quarterback Houston. And I don't wish any treatment like that on a quarterback. So I don't think they should throw him directly under the fire because he's just going to get a skull beat in. Yeah, but but you also got to remember this is this is not the same same deal, okay? This is your number one overall pick in the draft. Josh Johnson, you just compared it to Josh Johnson. What was he? A fifth, sixth round pick? No, 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 no. Josh Freeman was a first round pick, number like eighteen. Yeah, we still have to get him. <laughs> like I said, he should have been a fifth or sixth round pick. See, but if you're the number one pick in the draft, you've got to start. I, I, I saw a stat. That the last time that happened, I, I forget when it was, but it was years ago. When, you, when, you, when you're betting a farm on your quarterback, you got to get him in the football game. There's just no excuse for it. And I'm going to tell you, if it was any other team besides the Rams and Jeff Fisher, he would have been in the starting lineup. He's your number one draft pick, and you got to get his feet wet, and that starts in game number one, not game number six. Manning? What about Eli, Eli Manning? Did, Eli Manning sucks. No, Eli, Eli Manning sucks. But, but look, Eli Manning got two rings. He's, he's proven that he has had uh, a good career. If you look at his career, not. Kurt Warner started the first half of the season ahead of him. Carson Palmer registered the whole year. There's no Listen, exact are you I find it very amazing that everybody before you know, – it, it I guess it depends on – the, the discussion about Eli Manning. You know, well, he's got two rings. So I remember when we were talking about the two rings for Peyton Manning and how those two rings that Eli had were irrelevant because Peyton Manning is better. Now we're talking, now that they got two, that it, like those two Super Bowl rings are, they're only of value to Eli Manning and the football well, team you, out you there. Because everybody trash, knows though. those two games were a joke. And, oh, and, but oh if, you can't call him trash. He's, he's a oh, little trash. Eli, Eli, Eli Manning is pedestrian. <laughs> he's pedestrian at best. I'm sorry. He's got two. Listen, hold on. Robert Ory. Uh, Robert Ory had. He, he, this guy was valuable. Uh, and he's got five rings, okay? And, and this guy brought something to this football. I'm telling you, Eli Manning is not a good quarterback. There are many that have been better. This guy, I'm sorry, he is going by the name that he has, and, and he's making the most of it in money. But as far as production out on the football field, if you want to call those two years that they won the Super Bowl that he was a great quarterback, you can go ahead and live in that world that you're in. By the way, what color is this guy in that world that you're living in? 
I never said great. I Hold said he was good. Second. If you're going to quote me, quote me accurately. Hold on that. Oh, okay. All right. Second, I got you wrong. Hold on good. just a second. <laughs> See, Prescott got drafted in the, a certain situation. You know, I think it was the fifth round. He was going to get that backup time behind the wrong. I think it would have done good. Prescott, man, and he's played good. Right. That the number one pick in the – you give your franchise, if you're a quarterback, you're starting. Everybody does it. Winston does it. Cam did it. Locke did it. He did it. I mean, this day and age, you're getting drafted again by the worst team. You have to come in and perform, whether it be you suck or you don't. They should have him. Absolutely. you got to play. Sucks. If, if it's not offensive, then they beat him up. Then you know when I grow up, you're going to die one of the two. Quinn, you're on the line. Quinn, what do you think about this? Uh, I, don't, I, I think I'm kind of – Come in and, I'm, come in and bring I, some action and life in here. Don't come in here. I'm, not, I'm, with, I'm with Jonathan as in I, if they think he needs to sit, then why, then why not sit? Why not sit? Why'd you draft I mean, him? Why'd you draft him number one? Because they thought he was going to be better than what he's shown in practice. Well, I, I told him all they had to do was to you know, in sports, and I told you this guy's bus. Why didn't he look? <laughs> well, it's the Los Angeles Rams. I don't know what you'd expect out well, of the organization. <laughs> Good point. Good point. It's, it's the same up. team that took Greg Robinson number two overall in this franchise left tackle, and he's a below average left guard. So I don't trust the Rams. And they let John Laronitis, the leader of their defense, go as well. Greg Robinson year. was a stud, but let me tell you this, guys. Greg Robinson, by the way, John is a stud. But let me tell you, when you get on a defensive coach and staff, that's all they care about is their defense. And you don't put a quarterback in there. Watching it, chopping him looks bad. The quarterback looks bad. It's terrible. So, Greg Robinson, yeah, he has a produce, but he was a free coming out. That's why he went so high. The Rams have no idea about all that. They, they, they don't rather girly like he's some kind of guy putting feathers over him. Don't touch him. Hit that SOB, man. Hit him. <laughs> and back to That's what you got to do. You, you, can't, you can't sit around here and, and you can't sit around. This, this is ridiculous. Gurley hadn't even earned a right to not get in practice, and that's how stupid the organization is. They won't even hit him, John. He just doesn't do anything, and you wonder why he's off. Tarvin, your connection is kind of going in and out. Because somebody was calling me, that's what it was. How does it sound now? You sound good right now. Okay, it was beeping in or something. The only time people call me is during my show. I don't know what it is. It's like, okay, Brian's <laughs> on the air. Let's call and harass the hell out of him while he while he's on the air. But but anyway, guys, let's move on to game number two. We all know Carolina is going to win. We got to speed it up because uh, Broncos and Colts and and guys, you talk about a bad defense. Andrew Luck, man, I don't know how many games the Colts can win, Jonathan looking at how bad their defense is. They play Denver. I think they're going to be able to score points, and I don't think Denver's offense is good enough 
to score too many points. I think the Colts actually have a shot to win this game, and I'm going to pick the Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan, to upset to upset Denver in Denver this week. Uh, yeah, you know, people are going to say Andrew Luck's proven he can go into Denver and win, and that's fine and dandy. Look, the Colts' offensive line is not good. They're, they struggle to run the football, and they have a bad defense. I'm going to take the Broncos to win this game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, to uh, Spread-wise, you know, that's like a 50-50 shot. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Colts uh, cover the six. Sonny, who do you like in this one? I mean, I, Jonathan, I, I, everything you said was accurate. Yep, I, and I can't disagree. I, I I hate to say it because I hate the Broncos, but defensively they're monsters. And when you're a defensive monster in Denver, and they proved it. I, sorry, they just they proved it against your Carolina Panthers. Um, it's a tough team to beat at home, mm. and. I think I think they got it defensively, and here's the thing: the quarterback doesn't have to be a superstar, and that's the reason why they win the football game. And the Colts' defense sucks, Quinn. I mean, I've seen a defense. Yeah. The Saints and the Colts, they ought to they ought to come together and start just each one of them pull out a gun to each other's head and pull the trigger at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, I think Denver's defense is too much, and I, I think they cover the six-point spread, too. Yeah, I'm glad I'm picking the Colts in the the National Rig League in the NFL. So I'm gonna take I think the they Colts. cover the six if that's the number. I think that's a good number. They cover it. I think they. I think the Broncos are going to win by a field goal. Okay. okay. I agree with Here's a dis- here's a disappointing team. You got the going with Oakland. I mean, Oakland with a, a phenomenal comeback. Jonathan's West Coast theory was right. Oakland's West Coast theory was right about Oakland coming to New Orleans. Yeah, they were asleep until the second half, and then they woke up and started playing football. But Sonny, the Atlanta Falcons, man, they look like trash. And here they are going to Oakland, only getting five and a half. I just think that that Oakland's better than five and a half over Atlanta, which tells me uh, you better bet on uh, Atlanta in this game because Atlanta covers the five and a half. I don't know how they do it. They'll find Absolutely. that Oakland wins. What are yeah. your thoughts? Oakland's Oakland's going to pull this one out by the skin of their teeth in reality. They're going to get a test, and they're going to get a test of Matt Ryan finding Julio Jones. It's going to be a test. But I'm going to tell you, I hate to admit this because it means I was I'm sorry. I was wrong about Derek Carr. Derek Carr, I'm going to tell you right now, he showed stones. And if he did it just to show off or whatever, the fact that he went airborne to get that first down, I got a newfound respect for the guy at quarterback. Oakland wins this game by – I'm going to tell you right now, even if the number was three, if Oakland was given three, you still take Atlanta. I think Oakland wins by one. Last minute of the game. Jonathan? Well, if – Tampa beat Atlanta by seven in Atlanta, and now Atlanta's going to go to Oakland, and the number's five and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take Oakland yeah, to cover and Oakland to win. I, I hear, I heard earlier this week Julio Jones is a little dinged up, and from what I saw from the Falcons, their defense is bad again, and especially against the pass, and offensively they're going to have a hard time establishing the run. 
but it's true that the Falcons actually play better on the road these days, the last few years, than they do at home. So, Quinn, who do you like in this game? Oakland's going to win by double digits, I think. The Falcons okay. are always pretenders. Right. They act like they're going to be Super Bowl champs until the first week's over. So. <laughs> All right. I, I can't argue that. Game. Here's a rebound game. Arizona's favorite at home, six and a half over Tampa Bay. Which Arizona team shows up, Sonny? Is it the team we saw Sunday night in the Rig Fest, or is it the team that the NFL allows to play for four quarters? Which one shows up? Who do you like? Well, I, this is and this is my upset special of the week. I think Tampa Bay is going to win this game because I, I it, and more than the fact is that I've watched Tampa Bay move, and I know Jonathan's loving me right now. We're giving some mad love right now. I think they're going to pull off the upset in Arizona, and the main reason why is I think that game won the Patriots. I think that might have taken it out of the sales of that football team with everybody thinking that Arizona would win that game with no problem, never mind by missing a field goal and you should have won with your own foot. Uh, I think in this one, I think it's going to be close. But Jameis Winston going on the road against a pissed-off Arizona team, Jonathan. I hate to go against your bucks in this one. I think it's close. I think Winston has a good day. But I think they lose by about three points in this one. I like Arizona close. I don't see them starting that one, too. Yeah, I, if I could, I'd abstain from this game. Um, just from the standpoint <laughs> of, I don't, look, I, I like the Bucks, and especially since Jameis is there, you know, there's players that on that team that I can like, because I didn't like Josh Freeman. Um, but, yeah. man, I'll tell you, what, what's the line again? Six it, and a half. Is, uh, six and a half. Six and a half. I'll say Tampa covers the spread, but I don't think we win this game. Uh, we just lost Jaquise Smith, who was arguably our best pass rusher last year to a torn ACL. So unless Noah Spence really steps up or William Golson, we're going to have a tough time getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Quinn, who do you like? Hurt. I have an odd feeling about this game. I think Tampa pulls off the upset. All right, two upsets, two covers with no upsets. That's an even panel right there, guys. Washington kept rebounding from getting demoralized at home on Monday Night Football Sunday against Pittsburgh. Now they come back home. They're three-point favorite over Dallas. I'm going to call upset in this one. That Washington team's not good. Dak Prescott should be able to move around and find some running length. And some big plays. Dev Brown will be involved. Sonny, you don't like this. Like Dallas to get up on the road against Washington. Listen, I'm the first to pick against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I and and the main reason is what they did last week to prove to me that they're the softest team in the NFL. Uh, you know, and do and they're poorly coached. And Washington, I have a feeling, is going to come in there and they're going to embarrass them. And then, and I think the simple fact that they didn't get that win in this game in week number one over the Giants is going to take it out. And we might see Jerry Jones have a conniption 
So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, Jerry Jones might have a heart attack when they lose that game to the Washington Redskins because mentally the Dallas Cowboys are not there. And by the way, and just what I told everybody all season long, okay, everybody talking about how great the offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys is. It's the best in the NFL. Can someone please tell me where they were in week one? I didn't see him. Did you? Oh, God, it was God awful. <laughs> it was God awful. Eli, Eli carved him up that pedestrian quarterback, carved him up, right? They got beat by a pedestrian quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jonathan, Jonathan, we know it's playing like Washington. Who do you like in this game? Uh, well, I think Washington's defense is a joke, and offensively, I think they're uh, they're coming back down to earth. So I like the Cowboys uh, to win a low-scoring game. Uh, from what I saw last week, they are going to be conservative on, on offense. Uh, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on uh, in case Prescott does uh, make a mistake or two. Well, you can't let Dak uh, Prescott throw the ball 45 times. That's going to get – the Dallas Cowboys are in panic mode already. They got their rookie quarterback throwing the ball 45 times. They're, they're, they're in panic mode. Well, he, he's in practice, Quinn. Who do, you, who do you like in this one? I think Washington wins because they're at home and it's going to be Prescott's first row game. So, I think oh, Washington okay. wins. Well, here's a game I'm looking forward to right here. Green Bay on the road at Minnesota. Green Bay giving up two and a half. This is, I'm calling, my upset of the week. I like Minnesota uh, and that defense at home, and I don't know why. I just think the line's telling me to take Minnesota sunny. I don't know why else I would, but the two and a half is a sucker bet. Take Minnesota and run to the bank Monday morning. So, I'm sorry, I didn't. It broke out when you said who Minnesota was playing. Green Bay. Green Bay. Is that, well, I, I, I just, I can't, you know, Green Bay, unfortunately, in that division is the best team in that division. They have no Teddy Bridgewater, and I don't care what kind of performance they got out of their quarterback in reality. And regardless of the case, they're not going to be polished as Aaron Rodgers. Now, granted, the Minnesota Vikings got a mean-ass defense, but, you know, that performance last week by Aaron Rodgers to get uh, just that pass, and you know what pass I'm talking about right there, tells me that the, the Green Bay Packers win this football game. Without Teddy Bridgewater, going up against quality teams, I just cannot, even though the defense is great there in Minnesota, I just cannot take the Vikings to win against the, you know, a contending team. This is my grab your bookie by the you know what and just taking for everything he's got, Jonathan. If this has sucker bet, if this doesn't have sucker bet written over it out of all the games out there, then none do. Um, Minnesota, what do you think, Jonathan? I know it's it's down to two now. It's dropped to two. So money's coming in. They're wanting you to think money's coming in on Minnesota, but I'm telling you, they win this game. All right, that's cool. I mean, people want to bet on Sam Bradford. You go right on ahead. He's going to get welcome to the NFC North in a, in a rude way. Uh, Green Bay's going to skull drug Minnesota. Uh, this this ain't this ain't going to be like you don't get hey, past halftime. It ain't going to be funny. How about this? Minnesota wins. You come on Sunday night and 
and you just sing my praise for about five minutes, I'll let you go off. I'll do five it. Minutes. I'll do it. If I'm not working there and I can do it, I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I, I was just not going to get it. I, I, I wish, I, hey, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Because I want I I I picked Minnesota to be in the Super Bowl against the Patriots and lose against the Patriots when they lost Teddy Bridgewater. It, that all bets changed within the uh, in the NFC. And being a Carolina fan, I need Green Bay to lose one right now since we're already on the race. Quinn, who do you like in this one? You're you're a Chicago Bears fan, so this one has the interest yeah. in that you hate both of them. So who do you who do you like in this? Yeah, I think. I think uh, Green Bay has too much of an offense. I think Minnesota would have to get two or more turnovers, and I and I don't see Aaron Rodgers or Roddy Lacey turning the ball over two or more times in order to give Minnesota a chance to win. So well, I just think Green Bay own. offensively. All right, 3-1 to one here, the odds. I like it. I like it. I like it. The next game's a good one, too. I mean, this is Pittsburgh at home against Cincinnati and Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger, man. They're they're looking good right now, but it's, again, it's one week. It's one week. Cincinnati had to come from behind, and uh, man, week one was very interesting with these come from behind games. But Jonathan, Cincinnati underdog three and a half. I have to take the Pittsburgh Steelers at home right now with that offense. I just can't go against them right now. Well, Pittsburgh is my Super Bowl pick. Uh, I, I really like this team. D'Angelo Williams looked good. The defense looked good uh, last week. And obviously, Big Ben to Antonio Brown is probably the best connection in football right now. Uh, so, I, I think the Steelers pull out a tough, hard-nosed win uh, against the Bengals in a game that will be tightly, tightly officiated. Oh, yeah. Sonny, who do you like, buddy? I, I, I'm right there with him. I, you know, yeah, I think the Steelers are the second best team in the AFC. Um, and even though I actually, at the beginning of this whole thing going, I had Cincinnati maybe somehow figuring out the way the win in the playoffs against them. Uh, but I, I, after week, hey, listen, the Steelers were impressive in week one. And it's week one. And normally, when you watch the Steelers, they're never impressive in week one or two. So the fact that they were impressive in week one is what has me scared that the Bengals are going to lose this game. I got the Steelers. And, and, and this is not on the list, but since Quinn's on the phone, will be how in the world does the Bears get a home line in that football game, Sonny? How that happen? I, I'll say that again. You, you cut out there. How did, how, did, how did the Bears get a home London football game against the Eagles? How did the Bears get a what? I, I, I'm wondering it's a my home phone. Game. A home game against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. How did that happen? Uh, yeah, well, are you going to go back to your to your prediction about a rigged, uh, a rigged system? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking I about the game being rigged. These are games being picked. Johnson, yeah, you, you take I, over on this one. How did the Bears get a Monday night football game? I, listen, uh, I don't know how they could. I, listen, that, that's almost like how the Rams get a Monday night football game. I mean, come on. They haven't proved anything in the last three or four years to put them on Monday night football. 
The reason why they were on there is because they moved and they promised it to them. That would have been a different game. So it's a little bit different. I don't know how the Bears get on Monday Night Football. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how the Bears okay. ever play in in uh, prime time. Oh, stop, Jacksonville fans! Stop. Quinn, I'm gonna you. I'm gonna make you feel better. When was the last time they did anything to earn a, a earn a prime time game? Whatever. <laughs> <Good point. laughs> All right. We, we were we were but, talking about the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game, and then you bring up the Bears, so Sonny can go on a rant just to try and get on the right skin. I see what you did there, Tarvin. <laughs> hey man, I'm a Bear fan, and I gotta beat them up. I'm sorry, they're 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 god awful. They're still god awful. They're not gonna not be god awful. Well, I'm gonna make a prediction for you: the Bears who beat the Eagles Monday night, just for you. That's my prediction, my gift to you. So, who do you like winning the Cincinnati Pittsburgh game, Quinn? I think Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh wins. It should be a fun one. Those two teams don't like each All other. Right. All right, number eight on the list, Houston's at home against Kansas City. Kansas City looked terrible the other day. They came back. But, Jonathan, I think Houston takes care of Kansas City this weekend at home. I don't think Kansas City goes on the road and beats Houston. The defense won't allow it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think uh, Houston's defense uh, wins this game for them. Uh, It's funny. If you look uh, since 2002, Houston's actually blown the most uh, 17-point leads in the NFL, ironically, all against Indianapolis, uh, whereas San Diego's done it four times. So they're, they're pretty good at blowing leads themselves. Um, and we saw how Kansas City came back. But I don't think Kansas City can come back on Houston uh, if they get a lead like that because Houston's defense is, is really awesome, led by, of course, the best player in football, J.J. Watts. J.J. Watts, um, by the way, just in case you didn't know, J.J. Watts was downgraded to limited in practice. Um, So uh, whatever the problem is, I mean, he was a full full participant in everything, but he is downgraded to limited into the practice. So, you know, I don't know. I don't – I think they should have kept J.J. Watts out for the first three weeks regardless. Take him off the pup list, have him ready for week four, but don't have him in week – but it's really questioned. I mean, J.J. Watts even said – he came out and said that he questioned whether or not he was going to play again. So, you know, there's a lot of mental things going on up there for J.J. Watts. And it it wasn't a great performance. Of course, they didn't need him to be great. Um, You know, so – I, I still – I think – I don't know where I want to go in this game. Just off the top of my head, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Houston. But, I, you know, after I do more research on Saturday night, I bet you I switch my pick. Jonathan is the best player in the NFL. If he is, he would affect the point spread. Cam Newton misses a game. He affects a 10 points. J.J. Watt misses a game. He affects a half a point. So – just so you just to throw that out there. Who do you like in this one, Jonathan? Do you, you like the Texans? You said Texans hey, I like right? Houston, but you're you're comparing a quarterback to a defensive lineman. Of course the point is going to get affected more when you're putting in a quarterback. Come on. 
Don't do this. I don't want to hear it. Okay, Adrian Peterson's obviously very important because when he's out, Minnesota line swing three to five points. Bang! 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 What's your pick? I I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win. Good job, guys. We're almost... We're almost out of the NFL. We did make the Pat Dawkins already. I think we did. I picked the Dawkins. Quinn, who do you pick? I, I think the Patriots win. Three to one all here. I want to make show when y'all come on here. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get some music downloaded so y'all can kiss my butt while the music's playing. <laughs> Oh my, this could be a very long weekend about, for Brian. About, I think it is going to be a real long, long one. How about the song all night long? Y'all can, y'all can, that'll be playing in the background. Y'all, hey, y'all if Carolina like, loses, does Cam Newton commit suicide? <laughs> oh God, Skip Bayless with another hot uh, take. Probably. <laughs> and the fans oh. will go crazy too. Oh God! If Carolina starts out up to fire, fire the coach, that's what everybody we have. And these Carolina are stupid. Most of them are. So I think like Alabama, you know, I don't know. You, you can't understand them, Sonny, unless you live down here. So anyway, it goes through our FL list tonight. Um, four six six five six four. If you'd like to call in, we're going to do our college now. Somebody's got some bad background going on. What? Not me. Not me. It's funny. Let me mute for a second. Sounds like beating the phone up, upside, hitting the, somebody upside the head with the phone or something. It sounded like, but guys, I put 15 games up here, and I just only go 15 games. So uh, we'll start out talking some uh, Georgia, Missouri, Jonathan. Um, Missouri will go against the high school they play Saturday night. They did cover the points for Georgia Nichols twos. Georgia on the road at Missouri, giving points for Peter. Is this a game where we're going to find out if Georgia is out of the grass? I mean, you know, Nickel State, we can't really judge it all the way, but if they come out laying against Missouri, is it time to panic if you're, if you're a dog fan? I think it is. I think this is a big game for Georgia. Well, if Georgia loses this game, which I'm not predicting, um, then uh, I, I think at that point, as a Georgia fan, you have to realize that your your season's pretty much over. Just be ready for the Florida game uh, and, and go from there. You know, this is a team that they can't lose to uh, if they want to stay in contention uh, for that for the SEC East. Yeah, John. I mean, Quinn, Missouri is a very good place to play. We'll we'll get to play there next year. Uh, but Georgia, what I'm right now, they have question marks up front. Uh, they have uh, that's one good thing that going about a lot of holes in the Georgia game. Number one, they get 
have in this game, Quinn, because of how good their defense is. Yeah, they they definitely could. It's at Missouri. I'm not I'm not sure if it's a night game or not, but if it if it is a night game, that is. could even play. I think it okay. is. Then then that could think, that could definitely be upset right. potential. But I think Georgia uh, pulls out the win just because they have more talent. I'm going to be upset in this game, guys. 7.30 Easter kickoff in Missouri. I have Missouri pulling the upset off, and it's because you're playing freshman quarterback. And you got offensive line issues. Jonathan Missouri is one of the nastiest defenses you see around. And they're always not great, but the other side, they have some rest. I want to go with the upset early in the show, and I'm picking Missouri to upset the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, I don't think it's a bad pick. Uh, with it being a road game, uh, you know, possibly Eason's first start uh, on the road as a true freshman. You know, it's, it's going to be – I think it's going to be an interesting game to watch. So you said Georgia's offensive line had their struggles. I don't know if the Georgia team we saw against Nichols State is Georgia, though. Uh, that seemed like a team that took their opponent lightly and um, didn't put all their effort into the game, kind of thought they were going to sleepwalk through one. <laughs> So I'm interested to uh, see how this game Nichols actually State. goes. You play Nichols State. Just say you're not ready to play Nichols, and and you overlook them. You still beat them by 40 points. You're a 53 point favorite in that game, and you win by two. And you're lucky to win by two. So maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe you're right. I'm wrong, but it's gonna be close. I'll take Missouri in the six. I'll definitely tell you that. Take the six point at home tonight game. I like the home dogs in this situation. But I'm picking the absolute. Yeah, I know you guys are. I agree. The next game list. The next game on the list, Nebraska Oregon. This is, um, I believe, this is a noon game. If I'm not mistaken, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Oregon's going to have to come up and play a 9 a.m. game thing. The game starts at 2:30 Central. Okay, well, a little better. That's a little better. Five phone calls during the show tonight. Five phone calls during the damn show. I can't believe this. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Oregon, Oregon, Nebraska, guys. I'm going to bring Jason on to talk about his ducks. I know he's going to help us up with some, some big bad. Jason, welcome to the show. And are you ready for what I mean? The, the, don't face crabs like they're about to face on Saturday. So how do you get ready Brian, for this game? Brian, you're really chippy. Can you repeat that real quick? Well, you're chippy too. Am I chippy, guys? Can y'all hear me okay? No, you are. You've been kind of going in and out all all show. Because I've been getting 12 calls of, uh, <laughs> every 15 minutes. I'm, I'm going to call right back in. I'll be right back. Okay. So, you know, uh, Jason. I mean, honestly, what are what are what are your thoughts uh, about this game? How do you uh, anticipate uh, your your Ducks performing, considering that they've had struggles, obviously, in their first two games stopping the run, uh, and offensively they have not been uh, exactly hey, well oil so machine, but they have shown improvement. Oh, hey, Brian's back. Hey, that, yeah, hey, yeah, you're good now. 
Okay, somebody, I'm gonna really put death threats out to people that call me on my show. I mean, you <laughs> leave, leave me alone, leave me alone during my show. So, Jason, your your organ ducks are about to taste one of the biggest crowds that that they play yeah, in any season. You know, it's gonna be a tough place to play. How does Oregon get ready offensively and defensively for this game? They're underdogs in this game. Vegas not giving them any love whatsoever. So. So tell us about this yeah, game. You previewed Oregon's it. a three point three point on the dog. Um, I would say Jonathan touched on it. Um, Oregon has to stop the run. Um, I, I want to say stop the run, but um, make Nebraska in to third and long situations, second and long. Um, not give them that obvious run situation. But um, Oregon offense has really clicked. They, they did. Especially against Virginia, um, that the tempo was going really fast and whatnot. And I think if Oregon on offense could get that tempo going and not get those penalties, um, Oregon could really gel offensively and really match the mistakes on the defensive side. So, so who are you picking to win? I I got Oregon by ten. Um, I I think Oregon wins it. It'll be about thirty-eight to twenty-eight game. Wow, Jonathan, that's some that's some bold words there from an Oregon Duck fan. And and but I like it. Really, I'll, I'll go one step further. I think Oregon is ahead big. I think it's only a ten-point game because Nebraska scores a late touchdown and whatnot. So. My plan Saturday. I like it. I like it, Jason. I mean, you've you've convinced me to take the Oregon Ducks, Jonathan. Who do you like in this game? Uh, well, let let me let me start by by saying this game will be uh, two different halves, and what I mean by that is in the first half, Nebraska's gonna take a lead. Nebraska's gonna have the lead going into halftime. Uh, and it could even be a uh, multiple possession lead. This game reminds me of the UCLA-Nebraska game. I want to say that was 2013, where UCLA, uh, when Brett Hundley came in, and Nebraska was up with 21 nothing at halftime. And everyone, whoa, what's going on? And UCLA wins like 42-28. I think this is going to be a situation similar to this. I think Nebraska is going to get a big lead at halftime. I think they're going to run the football. They're going to, they're going to pound on Oregon. Oregon is going to make a comeback in the second half. But I believe the comeback is going to fall up short. I think Nebraska will win this game by three mm. points. Mm. What do you think, Bob? I think it's going to be a close game the whole time. I think uh, Nebraska wins 38-35. Nebraska's so, got some physical receives, I don't think. <laughs> Let me just say yeah, this. Yeah, no, they well, definitely do. Yeah, organized oh. some good wide receivers led by um, Devin Allen, the Olympic track star, then Carrington, um, and at tight end, um, um, Bear Brown. Um, so, um, it's um, right, the um, record. It's the record against Oregon for Mike Wadi is that any he's four and ten against Oregon. It's that any back in this game. Oh, a little difference between Oregon State and uh, Nebraska, don't you think? 
Well, the two things playing is the same. Yeah, Nebraska's got some players this year. They got some. They got talent. But how's your division quarterback going to come out here and react on the road? He's had two, two, three games to react on the road to this kind of environment. That's this is what worries me. If you're an Oregon Duck fan. Yeah, it, it worries me a little bit knowing that it's the Dakota's first road game, and you know he's never faced the crowd like Nebraska. Um, what really makes me happy about Dakota going on the road is first two games, zero turnovers. Yes, I know it's against lesser opponents, but it's still a new playbook for him. And knowing that he hasn't turned over the ball, or this offense has turned over the ball, um, it's a pretty good sign, which I believe is. Well, Jason, we're going to find out Saturday. We'll, we'll talk to you Saturday. Call back in and we'll review that game. I don't know, guys. I'm going to change my pick. I think Nebraska. I think Nebraska beat some guys. I think Oregon is going to run into a physical team and, and Nebraska with a pumped crowd with a new quarterback. That I don't know what. I mean, they, they're like Auburn with Jupiter. They keep them to FBS to find quarterbacks. Uh, so, I think all of us like Nebraska, Jason likes Oregon. Being a Duck fan, I understand. I mean, it's the closest point spread, so it's not the reach, you know. The next game, Alabama at Ole Miss. Two years in a row, Ole Miss has beaten Alabama. Alabama comes in to Oxford a ten-and-a-half-point favorite. And, and they may win this game, guys, but when I look at Alabama, their offensive line has some struggles struggle in their off, in their running game. Uh the defense for Ole Miss is going to play well, Jonathan. The defense for Alabama is going to play well. But I do see Kelly being able to make more plays than Alabama in this game. It's going to be close. I think it's barely escapes. It's going to be very close. But I think Alabama wins, Jonathan. What do you think about this matchup? Well, I think it's going to be a great matchup. It's definitely, uh, um, you know, maybe the SEC marquee game of the year. I, I think uh, this is um, going to be interesting to watch how all Alabama's offensive line, which uh, has shown uh, some struggles this year, goes up against an Ole Miss defensive line that I feel is, is pretty dang dumb good, uh, especially that defensive end, Haynes, who can really cause some uh, wreck some havoc. Uh, the defensive tackle, Isaac Gross, he, I mean, I saw firsthand, this guy is a menace in the middle. Uh, you know, Alabama's got to be able to take advantage of that young secondary for Ole Miss. I don't know if they will be able to. Uh, you know, and obviously, Alabama's defense is a great well-oiled machine, and Ole, Miss is, Ole Miss's offense is kind of a true outcome. You're either going to score three and out or turn the ball over. I think this is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, I'm going to take Ole Miss to cover the point spread, um, and that's that's my pick. I'm not going to predict the winner. I'm just going to say Ole Miss covers the ten. I think I'm going to cover again. I can win because of Kelly didn't have to throw the ball. It seems like Alabama's defense always is great, but when they play these teams, it speeds you up a little bit and speeds you out. They struggle. I think this is a perfect disaster waiting to happen. If I, what, what, what are the Bama fans going to say when if they lose Ole Miss for the third year in a row? Uh, 
they'll they'll be upset, but they'll say on to the next one, and then they'll bring up in years past when they lost to Bama, how they still made it to playoffs. So is, that's my this guess. This is not the how, same team. This is not the same team. You ask me what Bama fans will say. That's what they'll probably say. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But I'm talking about in reality here. Who are you picking the game? You're a Bama homer think, now, so who do you like? No, I'm just a realist. I think I think Bama wins by double digits. Well, they could, but, but they better learn how to block because this Ole Miss defensive front is going to get some pressure. I see some big Bama plays from, you know, uh, the quarterback hurts getting out of the pocket, throwing some deep balls. I could see that some breakdowns on the on the part of Ole Miss's defense. It's going to be fun. It's hard to predict the winner, but Bama's favored ten and a half for a reason. Their football team. He was in Tuscaloosa to be seventeen. On to the next fun game: uh, Michigan State Notre Dame. Hello, Jonathan. Michigan State's ranked higher than Notre Dame, and who they this year? Notre Dame's been tested. Uh, Notre Dame's the better football team. They had the better quarterback. They're home. I blow up this one. I think Notre Dame by three scores. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say Notre Dame takes care of Minnesota as well. I, I think Michigan State's gonna struggle offensively. Uh, and I don't think their secondary is as good as it has been in years past. I mean, we saw last year how how bad it was. Uh, at, at times, especially against two, uh, teams like Nebraska uh, and, and Alabama, where they kind of just pick them apart. Um, I think Notre Dame wins by uh, at least two scores. Quinn, who do you got? Um, I think I think it's a close game. Uh, it's a rivalry oh, game. Oh I expect I expect Michigan. I I think it's a one. I think it's a seven point game. In uh, are you? I just, I expect it to be a tough game. I I'm not overly confident in my in my teams. Like I'm confident that Notre Dame can win, but I don't think they're gonna run away with it. I Michigan State's a tough, hard nosed football team and I, I expect it to be a physical hard fought sixty minutes. Well let's see what you think of we'll see what you think about your other team. Auburn Tigers come in, four point favorite. Jonathan at home at night against A&M. Um, this is a, a big game for both teams. I think the loser of this team, of this game, honestly, is going to be eliminated. I just, I mean, even though it's one game, I think it's, it's going to set the team that loses that in a downward spiral. If Auburn pulls this game off, gets some more momentum to beat LSU next weekend, Hell, Jonathan, you could have Auburn in Alabama playing in that game again in the season. It means a lot. Um, who do you like in this game? Well, uh, I mean, the line confounded me at first. Uh, I, hadn't, I had no idea that uh, Auburn would be favored at all, to be completely honest. And it's nothing against Auburn. But I, I just didn't think Vegas would make that jump because, you know, A&M gets so much love. Uh, but, I mean, I'm glad they're thinking along the same lines I am. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. Texas A&M's got a very good defensive line. Uh, they're going to get after uh, the passer. Uh, and you know, Sean White's going to have to uh, worry about Miles Garrett getting up on him. Uh, I expect Auburn to win, though. 
I think Auburn is a better team. I think their defense is going to you know, just really pester Trevor Knight uh, and force him to make some bad decisions. I think Auburn was a, a low-scoring game. Uh, first to 20 will win this game. Wow. That's a, good, that's a bold one. But what scares me in this game is the pass rush of A&M. You know, Sean Watt the other night, he played well, Quinn. He, he looked great against Arkansas State, but yeah. sometimes he keeps the ball a little bit too long. And if he does, he's going to pay for it. A&M is going to make him pay for it. Um, John Franklin III is going to have to play in this game and play more snaps than he played against uh, Arkansas State, I believe. He's going to be able to throw the ball. What do you think about two quarterbacks in this? How much do each of them play? I think I think um unless Sean Whiten is really bad or the offensive line isn't doing their job and it's getting to him a lot, I think uh Sean White will play most of the I think will play most of the game. I think we'll know everything on the first offensive drive. If Auburn goes down the field and scores then I think you know how this game's gonna go and I think Sean White would play the whole game. But uh, if he starts yeah. struggling or the offensive line isn't doing their job and they need someone to be able to scramble around to create plays, then I think they'll put in Franklin the third. So I think well, we're going to know after the first round. Well, we're going to find out the problem is. Again, A&M has beaten Auburn every time in Auburn. They've played a couple of times, I think, but. Auburn's beating them every time, and A&M is just like the road team wins. But I think the difference in this game comes down to defense and special. I think Auburn is better in both. I think Auburn's better coached. I think that that game the other night against Arkansas State really gave them some confidence that needed it. Had they struggled against Arkansas State and failed to find somewhat of an identity on offense, I think we're looking at A&M being a four-point favorite, Jonathan, and I think they just recognized that, uh, okay, Auburn's shown a lot this game. They they can run the football to tackle. They, they can throw the ball to ten different people and let them receive it. They're back to the defense, of course. Uh, I'll be big in this game. A double-digit thing. The home crowd at night is going to be overwhelming for Trevor tonight. I think he turns the ball over to times. I think Auburn runs away with it. Maybe be crazy, but uh, them go the quickest game for this. I think the X factor in this game will be Auburn's running game. If I forgot to say that too, if Auburn just starts running the ball down their throat, I think also that'll be game over for A and M. Just because if oh, Auburn yeah. gets if Auburn gets that running yeah. game going. It doesn't have to. It makes those pass rushers second guess, and Sean White can in in the, the running game starts kind of containing Miles Garrett and their pass rushers. Then, I, then I think that'll also help Sean White's success. So I say oh. the X factor is the Auburn running game. Yeah. Well, that first down's the X factor too. I think. You know, last week Auburn was very successful on first down by throwing the football, which was a tendency of Auburn to run the football. 
in the past, Johnson. They've been predictable, and defenses have been keying on them. It's amazing when you can throw on first down and get first downs and get a hurry up and start running and throwing. It can put a lot of pressure on a defense. And what's going to happen is in the second half of this game, when that A&M team gets tired, you know, they're, run, they're kind of beat up, they're tired, the crowd's getting into it. Here comes a John Franklin runs a sub-4-2, Jonathan, into the game that, that puts a lot of pressure on defense. I like the way Gus is going to use them, and I think it's going to be when defenses are very tired. Yeah, if Auburn hits uh, 200 yards uh, rushing in the game, uh, they're they're running away with this. That that's that's my final number right there. And that's the last thing I'm going to say. They hit 200 yards, they win by double digits. That'll, that'll be my halftime if they want to, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll take it, baby. The last game we're going to talk about tonight, and everybody thinks joining us to me is the biggest game. Of the weekend, if you're if you're looking at it objectively, I'm an offensive fan, so that's the biggest game for me. But Florida State new kickoff, I think the line's up to one. Florida State Quinn is a one point favorite on the road at Louisville. Uh, we don't really know how good Louisville is. We've seen Florida State play. We've seen them play Ole Miss and and explode on them. But this Louisville team seems to have some kind of magic. Vegas is projecting a, about 70 points to be scored in this game. Quinn, do you see anything that that makes you lean either way right now? Uh, I see a really talented and well-coached Florida State football team, and I think it's close for a half, but I think in the second half, Florida State runs away with it and wins 35-14. Well, I mean, Louisville last year was garbage to me, and I'm I'm waiting to put Johnson in because he's going to give us more commentary on it. Florida State rebuilt last year. They had to rebuild and get what they needed in place. I just – Vegas may be trying to make people sucker into this game or something to make what they think Louisville's going to win. But, but, Jonathan, can you go from where Louisville was last year that far in one year and actually be better than Florida State. I know it's at home, but Florida State's still favored. If this game was in Tallahassee, it'd be over a touchdown. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I mean, obviously the Derwin James injury is an optimal. Uh, for people to say he, is, you know, it's the end of the world, well, you're wrong. I mean, that's it, it, Derwin James, I love him. He's a, he's a great football player for us. He's like a linebacker, though. This isn't a cornerback. This isn't our defensive end. This is obviously somebody you want to stay away from because he's just going to light you up. You know, he makes he makes hard hits. He he's always around. He's always seems around the ball. We have athletes to fill that in. Trey Marshall and Nate, Nate Andrews is going to play this week. He hasn't played yet. It's going to be nice to have Nate back. He can fill in on that role. Um, this is a, a Louisville team that Florida State put up 41 on last year. And they returned a lot of their uh, key defensive talent, uh, Devontae Fields, Shaq Wiggins being uh, the two big names, Josh Harvey Clemens. Um, you know, so they have half of Georgia secondary and then the TCU All-American at, at outside linebacker. And they're going to have to get a pass rush, but Francois is mobile. We held Frank uh, Jackson to 32 yards rushing on 19 attempts last year. I don't expect him uh, to um, – be able to run around a lot. This defensive line is going to play a lot of contain with him. Um, probably going to spy him without a Matthew Thomas or Nate Andrews. 
And I think offensively, uh, you know, you're, Florida State, Dalvin Cooks, I think I, this is going to be a big game for him. This is going to be the game everybody's looking for. I think Francois has an excellent game. I think he picks apart the secondary. I'm expecting Florida State to win. I'm thinking it's going to be something along the lines of 45 to 28. I think they just get get on them early and stay on them, uh, especially at a noon kickoff. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Louisville's really ready for this. They have game day. It's the biggest game in years. You know, I mean, that, that this Florida State team is, is on a mission, and I, I love what I see. And I think Louisville's way overhyped for who they've played so far this year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big – sometimes these noon kickoff games – Work against the home team to me in big games. I just, I just think the home team is kind of a little too amped up. Where Florida State's going to come in as a business trip in a way, you know, they're in bed at a certain hour the night before. Louisville's going to have their families there. They're going to be, you know, invite family and friends to games. Game days there. Sometimes when that happens, blowouts occur. Ask Georgia. Was it last year against uh, Alabama? Remember yeah. that, that game? Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. They, they come in, pop, they're ready to set the world on fire, and Alabama puts about 40 up on them and a half. And, these, these games are hard to predict. If this was my game in Louisville, I would I would like their chances in this game because of, of night games. Or if there's a Thursday night game in, in Louisville, we'd know to be afraid. But this is a new kickoff game, and, and I think the key is, the key for Florida State to win is to jump on them early. That's the key. They get behind early, and the crowd gets going. And by one one thirty, the crowd's awake and alive. And Florida State's losing. Watch out! But again, we saw a Florida State team down twenty-eight to three to Ole Miss come in and just annihilate them. And Ole Miss is a good football team defensively, so it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to pick Florida State because until Louisville shows me they can beat somebody, I'm not going to believe it. So. Um, Florida State should win this game, but it's going to be interesting. I'll probably watch this game a little bit before I get Jordan here and, and watch the Auburn Tigers. At least I'll get a part of this game, and right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, everybody, oh, I hope it's a good game. Yeah, I don't hope it's a good game. I hope it's a blowout. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, guys, I've got to cut it short. We've done it in half, so it's really not cutting it short. But we'll be back Sunday night, let's say about 6 o'clock, same time, same channel, right? 6 o'clock instead of 7. We'll do 6 o'clock Sunday night so we don't run over the NFL game. Sounds good. All right, guys. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Yep. All right, y'all too.